0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, holding it down, doing the most. This is everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It's everything good, bad, juicy, crispy, rotten, stanky. We covered all, all the top stories on Apple each week and a lot of new stuff that happens towards the end of the week. This show is also about you all, so all you have to do is we're going to call it Voice In because it's not really a call-in. I guess it is, but... Use your voice memo app if you have any thoughts, ideas, questions, thoughts, corrections from me because I don't get everything right. I feel like I get most of it right. Applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's Applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's Applebits with a Z. Record it from your phone. It sounds really clean. Share it. Send it right through, and we'll put them in. We have a few calls for the show today, as usual, from all of you lovely people, so thank you, and thank you for your continued support at Patreon. Dot com slash Brian Tong. You could support the show at different levels. We'll get into that in the middle of the show, but there's exclusive content, there's live chat, there's video streams, as well as the biggest thing, a completely ad-free version of the show. No ads whatsoever. I'm completely independent and you can support it at patreon.com slash Brian tong. All right, let's jump into it. A lot of kind of big topics happening. Oh, you know that apple car thing? We're gonna talk about it, but not just yet. We're going to start off with the Apple Watch, you know, man, I I might as well just call the Apple Watch a friend of the show. But finally, it has been so quiet on the Apple Watch front, I did an episode a couple episodes ago of, do we really even need an Apple Watch Series 5? Well, this is the latest news, finally leaks about the Apple Watch that we're hearing. This first one comes to us from the newly recently released Watch OS 6 Beta, and in there, Discovered again by iHelpBR, two image assets that belong to the actual Apple Watch setup screen that indicate and show off Apple plans to launch new ceramic and titanium Apple Watch models as early as next month. Ceramic and titanium. So ceramic would finally be coming back. If you recall, Apple did the addition watches. uh, Series 2 and Series 3 was when they had the ceramic watches I believe at least for the larger screen men's size, it was like $1,299 for the ceramic case. Well, these images in the setup, specifically showing 44 millimeters, which is the new size thanks to the update and design from the Series 4, 44 millimeter titanium and ceramic cases. This doesn't indicate whether titanium will be replacing stainless steel or titanium will be an option alongside of the stainless steel. We'll see, but this is absolutely going to happen. There's even like a a GIF or, sorry guys and gals, GIF animation. Pick your poison. I don't even care. I'm sticking with GIF. That's what I grew up with. Sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, that's kind of one of the things that have come out of the leaks from the beta. Titanium and ceramic. The other thing... That we've seen that has surfaced. Also is a report from Ming-Chi Kuo. Super popular. Pretty reliable now these days when you look at his track record, Apple Leaker in general. He reports that Japan Display will supply OLED displays for the new Apple Watch Series 5. Which means that the display will remain the same for the Series 5. These are for the models slated to release in the second half of 2019. According to his latest prediction, which would be this year. OLED displays... Same form factor, the new catch maybe being new materials, titanium and ceramic. We know there'll be a new processor. There most likely won't, unless there is a real crucial health feature, most likely won't see it. Again, all these things, all these even little nuggets that just came out this week about the Apple Watch tell me that obviously this Series 5 is going to feel like a uh, Apple Watch Series 4 to 4S. Unless they shock me. You know, if there's some key health feature that you gotta have for certain people, then maybe it means it's worth an upgrade. Will this sleep detection really be so good and so necessary that you wanna go from a four to a five? I think that if you easily have the first Apple Watch, Apple Series, Apple Watch Series 2, Series 3, and you're ready to make a move, Those are great. Those are prime people to get a series five. Now I went from series three to series four because that series four jump was such a big jump. Not so much for series five, but I talked about health features a little while ago and a new report, according to CNBC's Christina Farr, cites that Apple's health team is reportedly facing disagreements over the direction and has led to some high profile departures. Now, when I saw this headline, it seemed really juicy and it seemed really like, ooh, what, what type of strife is going on inside of Apple's uh, Apple Watch team? As you read the article, it almost seems like it sounds like employees or an employee that she knows that works inside of that group complained to her about the direction and didn't like it. And it's not like the team is falling apart, but some people are like, eh, I don't like this direction and we're gonna make sure people know about it. In the public. Now, the report itself says that some Apple employees feel the company could be taking on more ambitious health related projects like telemedicine services or simplified insurance billing, while others are really more satisfied with the fact that Apple's focusing on wellness and prevention, like that awesome ECG app, which, yeah, I don't check my ECG all the time, but it's saved lives. It's had people go to the doctors that otherwise wouldn't, we had first worried about maybe there'll be a lot of false positives and there might be a a lot of people going into a hospital or seeking advice that really just didn't need to. That hasn't been the case. They haven't been overrun because of everyone saying, oh, the Apple Watch showed uh, an abnormal heart rhythm. That actually hasn't been a story. In fact, it's more lean towards this has been a good thing, a great thing for people. So according to the report here, about people not being really happy with the direction of um, how Apple's handling the health aspect of it. The report says, tension has been increasing in the healthcare team in recent months, according to eight people familiar with the situation. Although that undercurrent started several years ago, some employees have become disillusioned with the group's culture, where some have thrived, while others feel sidelined and unable to move their ideas forward. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. That sounds like almost every job. You're basically either on drinking the Kool-Aid or you're not. I think it happens almost in almost every workplace. You're either like in that little club that's making the decisions, whether they know what the hell they're doing or not. And then you might be in the other club that's like, you guys don't know what you're doing, but I'm still working for y'all. Because we do need to work. We all need to work. We've all faced this. This is very normal in the workplace. The article continues. Four of the eight noted that some employees hope to tackle bigger challenges with the healthcare system, such as medical devices, telemedicine, and health payments. Instead, the focus has been on features geared to a broad population of healthy users. All right, so yes, I can see where that's frustrating, but I don't think you're going to revolutionize health payments and insurance. And um, I don't think you're going to revolutionize that system with the Apple Watch anytime soon. Now, the first step might be being able to see and get access to your in-depth medical records directly from the Apple Watch, if possible. That's the first step. So then when you go in or you have an emergency, it's right there, potentially. I don't know about health payments and billing. It's not, it's not like a retail store. We just walk up to a store and then just pay and the transaction is totally done. There's... So many steps. There's a bureaucracy. There's insurance. Um, It's it's a very tangled web. That hey, if Apple can untangle that web, and these people wanted to do it and figured a way to do it, I'm sure there might have been a maybe they just wanted that, but they haven't been able to figure it out yet. There's two. There's a difference between wanting something when you're working internally to come in and actually being able to do it. We we've all seen that. So, the report does acknowledge here that. It's unclear what their attrition rate was with the health team, but they listed a, a, a bevy of high-level departures from the group. Robin Goldstein, who was at Apple for more than two decades, recently worked on the regulatory side of health before leaving in late 2017. Anil Sethi, former Apple health director, came from a health tech startup, left in late 2017 to form his own. Stephen Friend, Apple researcher, departed end of 2017. Basically, this to kind of lend credibility to this article that eight people weren't super happy, but they weren't unhappy and they're still working with the team. They're like, hey, a list of executives have left. So I think at the same time, this is what a lot of us know. Look, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. There's a lot of stuff that we like to speculate on or who made this decision and what happened, but that's what was crazy about SJ, like there's so much strife and so much bound there, but the products he delivered on were ridiculously good. I would say nine out of 10 times, all right? People are gonna be like, oh, iPhone 4 and Tenagate. Well, they kind of they kind of figured that out. So the Apple Watch is one of the most exciting products from Apple from a consumer standpoint, from yes, a broad health standpoint. I'm really hoping they can maybe address detecting blood glucose levels. I think that's kind of the next big health thing that they can tackle. And obviously sleeping is important. The reason why I do love sleep tracking, but I'm not too high on it, A, I'm not gonna wear the Apple Watch while I sleep. I'm not that type of person. And B, a lot of times Fitbit, who has done an amazing job with sleep tracking, once you learn your habits for about a week and see how well you rest or not, You kind of get that information, but you're not going to check it or track it any much longer. Like you're, unless you're partaking in a sleep study or you have sleep apnea um, and you need, you know, like a CPAP machine to help you out, you're not going to be tracking your sleep cycle every day. And I think a majority of people aren't going to do that. So that's why I do like sleep tracking. I want better sleep tracking, but it's not going to change my life. And I'm not going to wear the Apple watch every day. Also, in more Apple Watch news, Apple has filed several unreleased Apple Watch and iPhone models in the Eurasian database. You know what this means, everybody? The Eurasian Economic Commission. This is where Apple files a lot of products that are typically coming in the next few weeks. We already know that we talked about inside of iOS 13's beta that it looks like September 10th is going to be the actual keynote that has not been officially verified by Apple, but All signs point to that Tuesday, September the 10th. In this Eurasian Economic Commission, Apple Watch models, let's see, roughly a dozen new iPhone models that are listed as running iOS 13 are included this, as well as four new Apple Watch models listed as running Watch OS 6. So four new Apple Watch models on this list, could they be... Forty millimeter titanium, forty millimeter uh, ceramic, forty millimeter, forty-four millimeter. Sorry, my brain farted. Forty-four millimeter titanium, forty-four millimeter ceramic. That would that would be four watches right there. Could they be getting rid of the um, stainless steel model for Apple Series Five? Could they? I don't know. This is all speculation. Anyways, Apple Watch and iPhone models released in the Eurasian database. So I don't know how you how you all feel about the Apple Watch. I I did a recent video about the leaks that kind of piggybacks on this but we have some new information in the podcast. The major overwhelming majority of people, I think it was around 70% in the poll that I put in the video and typically around, you know a few hundred people responded that. They said that eh not too big of a deal not looking to upgrade. Around 60 it was a high 60 I think it was like 68 the last time I checked. So even the general interest of what this apple watch series five will bring may not necessarily be there especially as we started to hear these leaks they are so minor they're so simple it's nothing big but big news y'all know how much i love apple tv plus you know i am so high on apple tv plus okay if you've never listened to this podcast before it's no i'm, I'm not high on it it's never been done before Apple T V Plus. So a new report from Bloomberg says that Apple is targeting the Apple T V Plus launch for some time in November and is weighing a $9.99 per month price after an initial one month free trial. So again, Disney Plus six ninety nine $6.99 a month. Really, the to be honest, Disney is initial day one launch. The big show is going to be The Mandalorian. John Favreau just came out in an interview with, I believe it was um was it Hollywood Reporter talking about how he describes the Mandalorian as Star Wars meets Mad Max. Yo, if if that's what that show does, I'm already look, you know how high I am on Disney Plus, but I'm already there day one. Now the rest of the stuff, the rest of the content, launch content may not be that special okay uh i don't want to see a high school musical which is a reality doc following kids trying out for their own high school musical not of interest to me okay but the mandalorian star wars meets mad max Ho, oh. okay so apple tv plus they've been releasing um really the only show that looks like it's going to be ready to launch primetime right now i'll on their launch date whenever that is, which is sometime in November. We know that Disney plus November 12th is the morning show. So I'm going to play just a little sample to kind of give you a vibe of what they're trying to do with this show. Okay, here we go.
1: Eight seconds to you. Cue her. Good morning. I'm bringing you some sad and upsetting news. And while I don't know the details of the allegations, she's throwing me under the bus. Mitch Kessler, my co-host and partner of 15 years, was fired today. You- ah! We are facing the biggest crisis in our history.
0: My life just ended for no Okay, okay. okay. That, that's, I think that's enough. I think that's enough of the morning show. So, anyways, get an idea. It's like a morning show drama. Someone gets fired. Lives get shaken up. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is brought in as kind of like... This more outsider who all of a sudden resonates with people and blah, blah, blah. Okay, the morning show. That's that's that show. Here's the thing that really stuck out and surprised me. Reports have been now kind of building up about Apple TV Plus' content. Apple reportedly was set to at least have a budget of $1 billion to spend on content this year. But it has committed a large amount, bumping that up $5 billion more to a six billion dollar content budget to better compete with Amazon, Disney, HBO, Netflix, and Hulu. Now, Netflix, at least in two thousand nineteen, their reported budget is around sixteen, or is sorry, it was around fifteen billion dollars for content. Apple at six billion. Okay, but here's where it gets kind of cray cray. The reports say that per episode, Game of Thrones enjoyed a budget of somewhere around 15 million dollars per episode ranks as the most expensive season of television ever right you had all those epic scenes i don't you know what i've already said people that hated on the last season fine it may not have been the best but go that people that wanted to reshoot game of thrones last season go go even try and do one millionth of what those people do you won't be able to you will not be able to so stop this whole stupid survey stuff so 15 million per episode of Game of Thrones last season. According to the report, um the morning show cost 15 million dollars or around that same number, if not a little more, for each episode of the morning show. So there's no um no dragons, there's no fires, there's no there, yeah, there. There's none of that. <laughs> there's no Westeros. Fifteen million dollars per episode. Reports said that roughly Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. I, I believe we're making around one million plus per episode as well. That that might have been that might have to do something with those prices. But come on, I don't see. I don't see how you can do that. The other show. Shows that uh, are expected to be available sometime around launch is a Jason Momoa-fronted show called Sea. That that is reportedly costing $15 million per episode. So two shows from Apple TV Plus that are launch shows would both be more expensive than an episode from the final season of Game of Thrones without the built-in user base. It's going to be really interesting. The other thing when you talk about this is that Apple's kind of playing around With a different, with different economics than someone like Netflix. Because, see, Apple's revenue and money pot that they're sitting on right now, I think it's around $210 billion. That's all because of all the hardware and software they're selling. The thing about this is, yes, Apple is going to have to be in this for a long time to see if they can flip enough shows that become successful. You know, the more I watch these trailers of what Apple's doing, they're trying to be like HBO more than anyone else. That's who they're trying to take out. Sure, they're they're competing against Netflix, they're competing against Disney, they're competing against everyone, but at least their style of content is more in the vein of HBO. And the thing is, a lot of these media companies like Netflix, they get revenue from subscribers. Apple gets revenue from everything, hardware, software, retail stores, They're sitting on $210 billion in cash. They're probably gonna be at least give this a three to five year run and then cut their losses. But right now, $6 billion Apple's investing. It's kind of crazy. Apple TV may also support downloads for offline viewing and limit simultaneous streams. This report just recently came out from Mac Rumors that discovered tidbits within the recent betas of macOS Catalina. According to the code strings that they have found, Apple will apparently allow videos to be downloaded for offline viewing, but with limitations on the total number of downloads, downloads per show or movie, or the total number of times a show or movie can be downloaded. So for example, right, think about this. A user tries to download the same video on multiple devices. The Apple TV app will tell you that, hey, to download this episode of the morning show, delete it from another one and try again. I'm going to tell you right now, I had this problem on Netflix where my brother's kids basically downloaded multiple full seasons of shows and I couldn't even download anything on Netflix no more. Jake, Tyler, if you're listening, I'm talking to you boys because you're not the only one that watches Peppa Pig. It also appears that simultaneous streams will be limited on Apple TV. So if a user tries streaming on more than one More than the allowed number of devices, they'll be informed like, hey, to stream this movie, stop watching it on another device. Jake, Tyler, yeah, talking to you. Apple is again spending $6 billion on content. And we talked about this, I believe, last episode, but just a reminder, Apple, um, not only is Apple TV Plus roughly looking at $9.99 per month, it's not confirmed yet, but the Disney Plus package, $6.99 per month, Seven sixty-nine ninety nine for an entire year which is less than that and then they're offering a 12 99 per month program that will bundle in espn and ad supported hulu now d23 is coming up this weekend in anaheim i got media access to it i will be at the disney plus keynote where they talk about all the stuff that's happening i'm really curious to see what else they're going to show and i mean based on where things are going i just Apple is already behind, but I know at the same time, Apple's going to be in this for the long haul. They're not going to just try it for one or two years. They're going to go three or five and then see what happens. But I'm really excited to see what happens at uh, D23 with the Disney Plus keynote. So uh, obviously, I will keep you all posted. And then even though this is related to streaming content and totally not related to Apple TV Plus, but because Netflix is a competitor and this affects me and you, Netflix has added a latest section to the show, Everything That's New and Coming Soon. That's probably one of my biggest things. Like, what is new on this service? Like, it was never clearly stated, like on the app. So there's a latest section. I don't know. I just want to throw that in there. Thanks, thanks, guys. Another Apple service, more news. Apple Arcade. What do y'all think about that? Nine to Five Mac has discovered not only screenshots of an early Apple Arcade test. uh, They were able to get access to Apple Arcade, take some screenshots. But in the APIs, a promotional message says that Apple Arcade will cost $4.99 per month with a one-month trial available for free as well. So we got Apple TV Plus at $9.99, Apple Arcade at $4.99. I believe if we rewind, that's what I hoped Arcade would be, but then we're like, probably won't be that, probably won't, probably like higher than that. But okay, Apple Arcade, $4.99. People have also been able to get access to, some of the games that were played on it. And they honestly look like iPhone games. I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but at least, look, I think they believe they said they're going to launch with like around 100 titles, but the games right now aren't impressive. One of them was like a a platformer where you're a turtle, but you can't jump because you're a turtle. You can just hit left or right to navigate the turtle. Um, There's a fun one called Hot Lava where you're, it's like, The floor is, it's the game kind of like the floor is lava. You got to navigate your character and not touch the lava. Um, All the games look like not even like a flagship iPhone game, but a very more basic iPhone game with nicer graphics. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean because I'm just saying the the preview of the six that they showed off wasn't something that was going to make me say, I've got to get Apple Arcade. It's still early, but... Again, I wasn't I wasn't like saying, hey, that's something that I would that was worth $4.99 a month for me. So that'll be interesting. And then if you kind of add up all of Apple services right now, let's say you were the ultimate Uber super Apple fan, you got Apple Music for $9.99, Apple News Plus for $9.99, Apple TV Plus for $9.99, potentially, Apple Arcade for $4.99, potentially. And then let's say you're working with some type of iCloud storage. The two terabyte option is two ninety nine per month. So I added all that up. You're looking at $38 in services from Apple. That They've got to be ripe for a bundle deal. Let's even get rid of the two terabyte storage and drop down to, uh, what is it? Five, five what, how much is it? 50 gigs, 50 gigs for 99 cents. So that would, I think Apple's got to offer some type of $30 bundle for all of this. I think it makes sense. I'm not going to be the person that buys it. I'm not using Apple News Plus. I'm going to trial Apple TV Plus. I'm not going to do Apple Arcade. I'll trial both of those, and then I'm pretty sure I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But $38 right now, as is, would Apple do a $30 bundle? And then we just drop down the store? so you're taking about $2 off the top. $36 down to 30, $30 for a comprehensive bundle. Would Apple do that? I don't know. We're going to wait and see. But I think that they better, especially with all the competition out there, to really make someone feel like you're getting a whole lot of value. All right, let's take a breather. And this episode is sponsored by you. Thank you so much for everyone who supports the show at patreon.com slash Brian Tong. You can show your support starting at $2 a month. If I've given you $5 worth of content per month, that's a cup of coffee. We go up to 10, 25, $100 at the platinum level. I'm so thankful for your support, but like I said before, we have exclusive content. Uh, we have some little goodies at different levels that we give out. Also, an ad-free version of the show, but you all make this possible. I'm so thankful for your support. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way that you too can support this show. All right, we are back. Remember, be a part of the show. Call in voice us apple at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. Use your voice memo app. Because I'm about to go off right now. I don't know if I'm going to go off, but I'm just going to let you know right now. We know we've been talking about that Apple card hype. That Apple card hype, well, it's available now to all customers in the United States. As of Tuesday of this week, there was that preview period that some people could get into, some people couldn't. I could not at the time. Now it's open to everyone. Just go to your Apple wallet, add plus. You can then right grab or apply for the card. It offers APR between uh, 12.99% and 23.99%. But let me tell you, everybody, you know how high I've been hyping this up, how I just want the titanium card. Guess who got rejected for the Apple card? It was me. And I'll be t- I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna tell you the number, why I'm surprised. So first of all, my credit score, 775 fluctuates between 790 and 775 over the past six months my credit usage three percent and it's really like i'm not in debt by any means and i'm not saying that braggadociously i'm just not i'm I'm really careful about that i have i called transunion there they said hey talk to transunion i talked to them they're all no red flags on any of your accounts you should be good to go called apple they're like go talk to transunion try it literally called goldman sachs they're like i got transferred and bounced a bunch the final answer just keep trying and i don't i have an 18 year history of credit so it's not that i pay my bills on time i literally have no red flags whatsoever so i'm just like i don't know why i didn't get it but you know who didn't get it it's me yeah i got one more for y'all Boo! that's a bad apple So until I figure this out, I'll figure it out. I did, for the record, I did have a freeze on uh, my credit because a long time ago, I had someone uh, basically had fraud. Someone basically got access to some of my information and applied for credit cards and ran up credits on my other stuff. But that didn't actually, you know, that was two, three years ago, a long time ago. They didn't actually successfully steal my identity or anything like that. So I did have to remove the freeze from people checking my records, but I did, and they're like, hey, in 15 minutes, it'll be okay. So I got nothing for you. I literally have nothing for you. I want that thing so bad, but maybe sometimes, you know, in life, guys and gals, you want something so much and you don't get it. Another thing, chatter around the Apple Card is uh, on Reddit, people are talking about how you should opt out of Apple Card's Arbitration clause. So I'm gonna explain this. It's it's a subtle thing, but it might be important to you. Um, with credit cards and before you sign on the dotted line, one aspect of Apple's agreement is that um, there's an arbitration clause, and they're popular in agreements between companies and consumers specifically. So what this means is that if you're okay with this and you agree to arbitration, you're basically putting a lot of the advantages for signing up with Apple with this Apple card. In, on their side. For example, most arbitration clauses deny you the opportunity to become part of a class action suit or to individually sue the company. Instead, an arbitrator, often like it's chosen by the actual company, by Apple, would review the case and then make a ruling that cannot be appealed. So if this is something that you care about, got to hit up maybe our man Gil and see if how important this really is in the big scheme of things. But like I said, it's It's pretty popular in agreements between companies and consumers. You have 90 days to opt out of it. You can do it in a variety of ways. You can um, opt out before the 90 days um, as you open the account using the messages app. There's a number 877-255-5923. You can call. There's an address. It's all there, but a lot of people are saying, hey, opt out in case. It's like in case something happens you might want to opt out. So for all of you that have Apple cards that are curious about this or didn't know about this, that's for you and not for me. Because I didn't get an Apple card. Am I going to be bitter about this? I literally had a song lined up for this thing, guys. And if I can't get that dang card, it's not going to work. So if anything, for the music video fans out there, please get me an Apple card. All right, let's get into the iPhone roundup because you know there's always stories that are coming across. There's just a little bit of tidbits around the iPhone. According to new reports, 2019 iPhones were said to feature larger batteries up to 3,500 milliampere hours. Also, the next iPhone may have a dual nano SIM specifically for China. We saw these with the iPhones. Very cool. Other stuff... A second rumor, not even second, this is like multiple rumors. This has been thrown out a lot. That the 2019 iPhones will at least come with the USB-C chargers. The charger. Not ditching lightning yet, but the charger. Kind of like a, you know, you buy a USB-C charger, one end is USB-C for the actual brick, and then lightning cable on the other end for the cord. And then someone who's getting really ambitious about the next iPhone, the 2019 line, case site mobile fun as of this morning they are stocking an iphone 11 pro case that's what they're calling it with a built-in mini apple pencil holder now we have not seen any real true concrete information nothing in apis nothing in the rumor mill no reports that apple is actually going to bring a phone with a stylus who wants a stylus that that's straight from steve jobs but anyways, this company is making a case and on the backside, there's a slot specifically for you to put a uh, Apple Pencil. And then Powerbeats Pro, you know, I love these bad boys for working out. Uh, they will be coming out in ivory, moss and navy. The pre-order for them starts on August 22nd, which would be Thursday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time. So if you hear this, uh, you'll you can jump in on that. It'll be orders for the new colors that have been on hold. Ivory, moss, and navy. They will ship to stores on the 30th of August and be available then. I really dig the ivory. I got the black because I wanted to review it, and I love those things, and they aren't for everyone, and they're definitely not as convenient as AirPods. Um, There's so many great fitness wireless earbuds out right now. It's a a crazy crowded market, but Powerbeats Pros are available, and I love the sound. They aren't too bass-heavy. They're really balanced. The case... Is a little bulky, but you're not going to carry it around with you anyways. So there you go. All right, let's take a time and jump over to our calls. Remember what I told you? You all can be a part of this show by sending in your voice. Use the voice memo app or whatever audio you want to record on. Send it to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. Let's get to our first call. It's Drew.
1: Hey, Brian, what's up? Uh, this is Drew from Indy. Just wanted to give you an update on a couple things I've noticed um, and had questions on. So I am still also, just like you, waiting for the Apple Card to show up in my uh, on my phone. I also got the email saying, hey, go here, click the link. Went back to the website to um, sign up again. It was very weird, very frustrating. I'm checking every day, still nothing. So hopefully it comes to us both and we get to test it out and see how it works. I'm very interested in seeing how the uh, user interface is with the whole new digital credit card stuff that's going on these days. Uh, Next, I was going to ask you what you think of the CarPlay that's coming in iOS 13. I love CarPlay, Um, it's one of my first go-to's when I get in my car, I barely even use radio and the UI on the radio that comes in my car, but uh, CarPlay is just super awesome for me. I think i heard in the past that you have not liked it as much but with the new setup that's coming up when know your thoughts on it and all that good stuff have a good one keep doing what you're doing peace
0: all right drew first up about the apple car uh, let me know if you get it or not yourself or if you get rejected because that would make the two of us but you know what um you know first of all i don't have a car that uses CarPlay. when i go to the bay area i use my mom's car and it does have CarPlay, so I've become way more familiar with it, but it's not like I use it on a day-to-day, so I wouldn't necessarily be the expert on it, but I will say that CarPlay and iOS 13, I mean, just the new layout where, I guess you could call it like almost more of a split screen where you have the map on one side and then you have like access to different tools like your music player, uh, direction the smart. There's just more information in this kind of side-by-side interface that makes it so much more usable And so much better. And so I've got to imagine, I I like how it looks. I think it looks great. And I think it's going to be a lot more usable. There's going to be some Siri improvements. Uh, Reviewers have said that it's still Siri. So it still has its limitations. But I like how music is more visual. The maps have more information on it as well. And ultimately, you know, you will know more than me because you're using this on a day-to-day basis. So I'd love to have you call in and let us know when it's out officially, right? ios 13 carplay how how it's improved or not because uh i think you can really offer some good insight because i just don't have a car that uses carplay on a day-to-day so there you go all right next up let's talk to steven hey brian i see potential in the home pod being a hit if apple takes my awesome suggestion into mine and i'm sorry if you had this idea already
1: and shared it on the pod but here it is, just in case. Um, the next-gen Apple TV
0: hardware should be built into the next HomePod. Just one device to do both Siri and Apple TV. Apple can simply leverage the base who loves
1: Apple TV and instantly make them HomePod owners. That's all I got. Later.
0: You are genius, my friend, Stephen. And guess what? I mean, we've talked about that on the show. In fact... It was genius because that was the original actual design. There were rumors and reports flowing around that Apple was going to make uh, some sort of a combined Apple TV slash series smart speaker. Now, we don't know how far along they got with that, but we do know at one point in time, the development team changed to make it just the HomePod. Now, the HomePod sounds great. I won't pile on it any more than I have to. It could have been, and now look, guess what? You have plenty of... Uh, you know, all in ones. Amazon's Fire TV Cube is literally a media content player with Alexa built in it, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Now, if that becomes the next Apple TV, whenever that happens, it doesn't look like it'll happen this year. Maybe they'll surprise me, um, but that's what they should look. That's what they should look at. That's what they should do whenever it's ready. Blow up Siri, combine the two, launch with this all-new, super sexy, super smart box, the Apple ecosystem, at least those users will eat that up. But right now, they aren't. Not right now. All right, let's get to Thomas.
1: Hey, this is Thomas in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I've been meaning to uh, call in, or whatever we're going to call it, for a while. But uh, for me... I, I don't understand you guys, uh, and it's a lot of people paying between 750 and what $1,200 for an iPhone, and then they're getting the repair at the cheapest bidder. You don't know where the screen or the battery comes from, the 99-cent battery. Uh, no, thank you. I'm happy to take it to Apple. I'll pay for it. I know it's going to be good and right. Thanks. Thanks for the show. I uh, uh, followed you over from CNET. I'm glad I found you.
0: Whoa! whoa 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 that's a sacred word here we can't say that last word here can we no 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 I, i'm just kidding uh you know what thomas you make a great point but i the only reason i brought up about the whole battery replacement part swapping thing is because surprisingly enough there's a lot of people that still do it third party and there's just something to make them aware of i go through apple i mean i pay for apple care anyway so um on all my gadgets so that makes it easy for me, and yeah, you know there is something to be said about trusting them. But at the same time, one of Apple's biggest complaints is, you know, parts not being able to be user installed, like it used to be back in the day with RAM and batteries in uh, PowerBook Pros, now MacBook Pros, but they were the PowerBooks back then. Um, you know, even the MacBooks had that ability. You know, we used to put in, we used to put in Wi-Fi cards called the Airport card as an option. option if you wanted to add wireless internet to your computer. The kids don't know that these days. And I'm not trying to look down on y'all, but you know, now everything, it's just, it's all done. We don't have to do anything if we don't want to. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's show. Hey, we got to shout out our Patreon platinum apple supporters at the $100 level thank you so much brandon ledford gil cabrera wesley freighter jared lewis and calvin fatikar and thank you everyone who supports the show patreon.com slash brian tong i'm completely independent i would love your support two dollars a month starting five dollars a cup of coffee that's how you do it so I just want to say thank you again so much for all of your support and allowing us to keep on doing this. Still a ways to go, but you know what? Um, I'm loving this. I'm having fun, and uh, this is all because of you. So that's going to do it for this week. We will be back like you expect for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Take care. Be safe. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. (laughs)